Okay. Mm. So it doesn't allow me to go live, so it's recording, okay? Welcome to the Free to Be Show. And I'm here today um, with three special guests as we continue this topic of loving as a believer. Um, what I love about each one of them is I see them practicing um, their religion and bringing their gift and purpose to the world and business. And they're completely congruent. And I know that there are some of you who have businesses and you may struggle with that. So right after this, I will introduce them and we'll find out how to love as a believer. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. I'm the world's best joy monger. Yes, I made that word up. I'm here holding space for you so that you can reveal your joy. I'm also a multi-award winning author of eight books, mother of six children, and a host of two podcasts. Here on the Free to Be Show, I engage you in conversations so that you can dive in and really notice whether or not you're free in your heart and your mind and your soul. So are you free? Let's see. And we're back. I'll first introduce my dear friend, Eva Arasini. Welcome to the Freedom Hello. Show. Thank you so much for having me, Cordelia. It's wonderful to be here. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Asia Othman, salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. So good to be here. Thank you, Cordelia and Eva. Yes. Good to see you. Great to you. see you too, Asia. And Sawash. So Sahmat. I think I destroyed your name of all of them. So, <laughs> um, so thank you all for being here. What do you, um, you know, like I said in the introduction, what I admire most about you is the way that you show up uh, completely congruent in everything that you do. So um, for you, what is it to to be a Christian in business um, and love as a believer, Eva? Thank you very much for the question, Cordelia. Uh, first of all, I will start with, um, oh, sorry, I can't see myself. Do you see me? Yeah, I made it solo, so we only see you, so. Okay, because I, I, I really do not see myself. I don't know why, but if you see me, then it's fine. Yeah. Did you see me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because on my screen it was black. It yeah. was completely black. Uh, oh, okay. But it's fine. You, 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 you can do it like that. It's okay. Um, so yes, I was saying thank you so much for the question. I would start with, um, you know, you have to do everything with love. You know, you have in everything you do you must find that source that is in you, you know, and for me, it can be defined as a living water, you know, it's something that gives you that, that strength, you know, that gives you that inspiration, that motivation every day to wake up in the morning and be, just be, you know, in everything you do. As I am a mother of three, so as a mother, as a, as a wife, as a, a, an entrepreneur, because I work uh, for myself, so I have my own company. And it's that knowledge, that, uh, that understanding that, you know, I'm not alone, I'm never alone, in that as long as I keep on building myself every single day, I will manage to, to unleash my true potential because I believe that we are made in God's image. And if we all understand what it means, <laughs> I think we will never have time to do anything bad 
or to hate other people or to be jealous because we have enough. But the problem is a lot of people think that we are limited. And because of that, well, there are a lot of um, evil around us and in the world. So I don't know if I, I don't remember the, the full question, but <laughs> I hope I answered. Yeah, what, what I'm hearing you say, Eva, that you absolutely answered the question is that um, being uh, like Christ for you is coming from a place of abundance and loving yes. Um, yes. all of who you are and, and what you do. Thank you. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Asia, and for you as a Muslim, same question. Um, it's interesting because it, it kind of echoes or, or bounces off what Eva was saying already. Um, but it, it's, it's very much a lot of the principles around abundance, around really stepping into like the teachings um, of Islam. And, and what I mean by that is, is like really honesty, integrity, um, and really kind of coming from a place where it's not something like I don't see business and, you know, my faith separate um, and anything that I do separate, I see as an extension of me in, in all the versions of me. Um, and so how I do business and how I show up for, for clients, a, a bit like Ava, you know, I co-founded a company with, with Soash. And whether it's in entrepreneurship, whether it's in, in coaching, um, you know, leaders, whether it's in who I am as, as a mother to five, um, it doesn't change that extension of, of, you know, Islam and explicitly being a Muslim doesn't, um, is never taken away in all of those instances. And a lot of that comes from a place of love, but it also comes from a place of like intentional and, and conscious connection to my faith in, in all the versions of me. Um, and so that's like really big, I think, as 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 um as a pillar and also as an extension of who I am being in the world. Thank you. Thanks so much. Um, by the way, I was listening to Eva and actually just making notes while reflecting. Can can you repeat your question again? Yeah. Um, what is it for you um, to? show up as a believer in your business um, and, mm. and loving as a believer? What does that mean to you? Okay, such a great question. Um, yeah, the first thing that came up for me, you know, I think you you also introduced it when you introduced the show and, and, and us, you were talking about showing up congruent, right? And, you know, I've been in business now six years, almost six years. Um, and to be honest, it was very challenging at the beginning, right? Showing up as, as a believer because I had these thoughts, you know, like, hey, am I going to lose business if I'm fully myself, right? Hey, are people going to be turned off if I talk too much about religion? Because I got introduced to, to religion, to Islam at, um, in 2010. And for me, everything changed. My whole life completely changed. And it went from not non-existence to becoming like the most important thing, right? Where mm -hmm. almost every choice I make is is based on, is it in alignment with that, right? Mm -hmm. So in business, it was really interesting because I know that part of business, especially building in like an, a business as an entrepreneur around your personal brand, is really about who you are, right? And often mm -hmm. I was holding back and I wasn't really congruent. And the more... The more we start doing that, the more we, you know, the more we attracted people that are really like us. And then here's the beautiful thing. You know, we got clients that are Jewish, that are Christian, that, that even clients that are atheists. But they, they connected to who we are being because we got more in alignment with who we really are. Right. And I'm not going to say that it's always effortless. Sometimes I do, like, I think it, it comes back to, like, you know, slowing down and actually really connecting to like, hey, what is really important for me? Like, what do I want to share with people? Right. But over the last three years, it's become more and more congruent and become more effortless. Right. And then 
with love, I think, yeah, it comes back again to that. I think being really non-judgmental to whatever a person believes, right? And being loving towards towards them. And I think it's a beautiful way to actually open up, open ourselves up to other people because unfortunately some parts of the world, you know, there's conflict because of religion, right? And often people talk about this online, especially like, hey, when if you're growing a business, you don't want to talk about two things. You don't want to talk about politics and you don't want to talk about religion, right? But yeah. I think personally, it's, it's allowed me to connect with people from different faiths. It's allowed me to connect even with more Muslims because they feel really aligned with our message. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a beautiful journey, but uh, not an easy one initially. Yeah, I, I totally resonate with what you're saying, you know, um, because similar to you, you know, I <clears throat> also chose Islam. You know, I wasn't born a Muslim. I mean, well, I guess you were born a Muslim, but you decided, you know, to choose Islam too. That can happen. <laughs> um, and I had to decide, like, what is my true identity? Can I can I talk about the fact that I'm a Muslim, and um, and still do what I what I feel my purpose is in the world? And I f I feel like just like you, the more that I have just been congruent, and I'm just like, look, you know. This is what I believe. I'm attracting more people like me who they they feel um, the conflict and they they hear the mm -hmm. advice, if you will. <laughs> don't talk about religion. Don't talk about politics, right? And mm -hmm. um, talking about both, you know, because politics is super important. So we're going to move towards that next. Um, but you know, talking about who you are, and you know and how that affects who you're being in the world, that's part of your story, right? Mm -hmm. And that's part of your gift. So mm -hmm. um, when we see atrocities happening, you know, like um, in the pandemic, there've been just various different things. There've been a lot of race issues. There've been a lot of um, uh, gender issues, you know? And like, how do you not talk about that? You mm -hmm. know? So Eva, you know, specifically because outside of your main business, you also run a nonprofit that addresses mm -hmm. some of the both political and gender issues in South Africa, you know, because you work mm -hmm. with young women. Um, how, how have you been experiencing your business in that realm? Well, it's very interesting that you ask that. Um, you know, I think for me, um, I do not differentiate how I do my, like you said, I have a nonprofit organization, but I also have, you know, my day-to-day -day business, all right? And I use the same principles that I apply in my daily life. And I think that it is difficult, irrespective of where you, where you are or where you work, to show up as who you really are sometimes because you will be confronted to for example I've, i'm sure that all of you have heard about the xenophobic attacks that happen in south africa it's very unfortunate because um, there has been a pike in xenophobic attack because in line with politics you know a lot of um, people in south africa natives be South African think that all their problems uh, you know are there because of foreigners and it is something I don't know why they are thinking that way but it is something that is um, uh, you know like increasing hatred hatred among Africans not just you know hatred uh, between Africans and Europeans. No, you will see attacks from South Africans to Zimbabweans or to other African countries. And at the end of the day, you ask yourself, but why? And I think that this goes together with what you said earlier. It has to do also, well, it's the same thing for me, as, you know, the differences that we make between religions. For example, now I'm sitting here, I'm a Christian, you are a Muslim. Does it mean that we are not the same? Does it mean that we do not have the same blood 
running through our veins, does it mean that we cannot love the same way? You know, I, I, I for me, and now I'm talking as Eva Arisanya, I'm not talking as uh, just as a Christian, because I believe that being a Christian for me means that I accept God in my life, I accept his love, and I do not even think that we can even start to believe, to understand God. You know, and I, I've come to realize that we, we tend to, to personify God because we give, it, we give God a human attributes. And because of that, then a lot of people will say, for example, no, you know, we know the truth. You don't. We pray the right God. You don't. Yes, I pray Christ. I know why. Because I've been touched by what he did. You know, I mean, he showed us how to love. And, you know, recently I read something in the Bible while I was praying with my daughters the other night. And I saw a part that was talking about a miracle that he did. I don't know if you heard of the story of the woman who suffered for 12 years, I think. And she saw Jesus from far and she came and she she just touched his robe, thinking, if only I could touch him, I'm, I'm sure I will be healed. And he, she did. And he asked, who touched me? And then she came and she said, I'm so sorry. I touched you because for me, I just needed to touch you to, to be healed from the suffering that I've been having for years. And he said, your faith has healed you. You see, that love, that combination of love and the knowledge that we have everything already in us, that's what touched me, you see. But if now you tell me that because I believe in Jesus, it means that my love is not the same for everyone, then I will say no. Because I believe that uh, true love is tolerant. True love is, um, is accepting the other irrespective of what your beliefs are. You see, that's how I see it, and that's how I show up. So, you know, talking of coming back to my nonprofit organization, it is difficult sometimes because people see you through different lenses. Sometimes they see you as a black person. They don't see me as a human being, but as a black person because I am black. Sometimes they will see me as a Christian. Sometimes they will see me as a woman. Sometimes it will see me as, you know, so it, depending on who is looking at you or who you are dealing with, they will see you through their own lenses. And I learn and I keep on learning every day to show up with my principles. It means that I work on myself, like physically I go to the gym because I know that I have to work to make that body work. It means that spiritually I have to read, I have to be inspired, I have to keep praying, I have to meditate and stuff. And what I do now in my profit organization is I teach what I do because it works for me. But at the same time, I'm open to learning, you know, what others do and to, to build together. And that's how it works also in my, my other business. And I try, I strive to do the right thing based on my own beliefs. And this is difficult because, for example, I like what um, uh, Siwash and Asiya was, were saying. Sometimes, for example, when you, you do business with some people, they will come up with all sorts of ways of doing things. And sometimes, believe it or not, I have to say no because it goes against my own principles and my own beliefs. Sometimes it's a lot of money and I would just say, I'm sorry, but no, because it's, I just don't feel good. I know that this will not work and it's a choice. But, you know, I think that in everything we do in as an entrepreneur, as a philanthropist, as a mother, everything, you have to make a choice based on your belief. But at the same time, I do not impose like uh, Siwash was uh, saying, I've got friends who are atheists. I don't even call them that way because I think that 
everyone believe in something. It's just that sometimes we do not know what we believe in, you see? So would you like give them uh, like, like would you just let them go or would you stop, uh, you know, hanging out with them or talking to them because they do not believe in what you believe in? I say no. I think that by our own behavior, they will be inspired because someone who believes, it doesn't matter if it's a Christian or a Muslim, anyone who believes would behave a certain way and show up a certain way in society. And as you do, the people around you who see you will feel that, no, this one, God is in her because look at the things that she does. Look at the things that happens in her life. Look at the thing, you see? So I think it's really a matter of showing up the way you you feel right, you know, in everything you do. Oh, I'm on mute. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that that was so beautiful. And that's that's what I love about, you know, working with you with your nonprofit and just knowing you in general as a human being, you know. Um, you you are very loving and very open and very true to everything you believe. I am, um, and we call each other sister, you know? Yes, And yes, it's like, yeah. so we're not just sisters because, you know, we have the same faith. We're sisters because we have the same blood. We're human. <laughs> no, like definitely. And, and you know, Cordelia, I just want to add something quickly. I had a feedback from one of the shows. So uh, I invited Cordelia on a show on my other platform for the nonprofit organization. And I got a lot of girls who told me that they were very inspired because they never saw a Christian and a Muslim together. And they told me it was so beautiful for them because it taught them that, you know, we are one. And that to me, you know, I didn't think about that when I invited Cordelia. I didn't invite her because she was a Muslim. I invited her because she is the emotional queen, you know, like she she knows what she does. She She is amazing. She has a lot to give. So it's in that capacity that I invited her. But now look at what happened. It inspired many, many, and it went through different countries. I got a lot of feedback on that program and I was amazed. And I say, well, thank God, because you see, I didn't even know that it would have that, that type of you know, uh, uh, impact. So it's, it is powerful. Indeed. So Sewash, I saw you making some gestures when she started speaking early on. Mm -hmm. What what do you think? We're um, kind of moving towards the um, like the political part of things going on. I know there's something similar that has happened in England, right? Um, With the was it Brexit? So you have something similar to what was happening south africa in the past couple of years um Mm. and your business has been flourishing so let's talk about that yeah well yeah it it is um i haven't to be honest been uh i like to keep myself out of that but you know because i have a dutch passport right so brexit initially did affect me my wife was scared that you know they were gonna you know, uh, send me back to the Netherlands. Um, but yeah, Brexit affected people. People were, you know, I think, I think it was maybe for a few weeks or a few months, people were became quite hostile towards foreigners uh, here in the UK. Um, again, personally, I just like to, you know, I'm aware of it, especially because it could affect us, right? It could affect our family. You know, thankfully, it didn't. It didn't affect my immediate family, but you know, there was a lot going on. I think there were some. I think I say you can probably help me with that, but I think there was there was one or two attacks as well in central London around that. Just um, yeah, just around that, and and you know, I think pandemic happened, right? Right after pandemic that. happened. Yeah. And I think, you know, more than anything, like I think the pandemic just really brought people together again. 
um, you know, for us again, in terms of in terms of our business, we 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 just take this service mindset. You know, it's again again just really being useful to people, right? Um, yeah, I don't know, like if you have a if you if you want me to talk about anything specific, but for us, really, in terms of in terms of our work, I think the more we've been able to step into really who we are, like I said earlier, the more we've been able to flourish. I love, love what Eva was saying earlier around abundance. I think society is very much, you know, we're very much conditioned into thinking in terms of scarcity, you know, especially as a believer, like we know that God provides for us, right? So we do the work and then, you know, in this, in Islam, there's a saying, right? Like you, you tie your camel and then you put your trust in God. And I think it's such a beautiful saying because it can actually, it directs us towards like doing the work and then knowing that the results will come, right? The results provided by God. And, you know, there was a lot of, especially during the pandemic, I think there was a lot of fear and like, hey, what's going to happen? Am I going to lose business? Am I going to lose clients? Right? It was, I don't know, it, it happened to us as well. And it was everywhere. We shifted very quickly again towards, you know, I think for me personally, like faith, you know, was such an important part of actually staying positive. And then also actually stepping into leadership, servant leadership, right? You know, being there for others. And we focus a lot of our efforts actually away from sales and marketing and more on helping our clients. And as a result of that, more and more business start coming in. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Asia, feel free to chime in since you guys are, are business partners. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much echoing what, like, the back of what Sawash was saying. Um, uh, to give you a bit more context, I, I do shut off from politics as well, but it's because I lived, breathed, and ate politics, and that was my, my profession before coaching. And, and so I still... Um, I still have a lot of friends in that field. I still have a lot of like acquaintances in that field. And so I saw a, like my feed would still tell me a lot of things that were happening and conversations that I would have with friends. Um, and, and very much kind of what Eva was saying, um, people, when, when bad things happen, the, the tendency is like, who do you blame? And, and I think that is very much pushed by, you know, different political agendas for whatever reason, you know, that season is, um, that season needs. Um, but I think also it's as, as leaders and as entrepreneurs and as people of, of faith, I think the biggest service we can do and the reason why I personally moved away from politics and, and stepping away from that scene was I realized a bit like what Suash was saying that servant leadership needs a new level of um, of consciousness. It it requires a new level of being, and it requires you to really step into um, thinking differently about how can you show up and impact um, people in the world. And when you come from that place, the questions you ask are very different, and the answers you get are, are very different naturally. So like for us, um, when Brexit was happening, when the when the pandemic hit, we didn't go into like, oh, what's happening in the world and, and how can we chime in, right? Because that's that's what some people use, right? To to be um to to be polarizing. We thought like actually what can we do to contribute to the betterment of everyone who comes into contact with us and our clients and our communities. And I think that is like, I think something Ava said earlier is if you step into that, you naturally begin to attract those people. You naturally begin to see that actually there's a community wider that is um, that is deeper than the hate that's portrayed in the news. That is deeper than the disconnect that's portrayed in the news. It's not, it's suddenly not me against you. It's suddenly us against the world that wants to dictate hate. Um, and I think that's such a beautiful way of looking at it because that's that's really how our business grew and that's why it's continued to grow. And, and more importantly, like it's like our clients have grown. I think 
the biggest uh, compliments we got um, in that time when when Brexit was happening and then suddenly like it was a double whammy for the UK, right? <laughs> People were like protesting against Brexit, for Brexit. Then suddenly there was talk on the pandemic, then the NHS was crumbling. I actually gave birth at that time. So just as like lockdown happened, uh, about 13 days later, I was in a hospital bed, isolated, suspected of COVID, giving birth. And, and it just, it was such a crazy time because everyone was on edge. Like the whole world seemed to be on edge. And what I realized, and the reason why, you know, our, our clients kind of came back to us and said, you guys have inspired us, is we just stepped into like service. We stepped into like using our faith um, and being uncompromising in our faith that there is actually a bigger and higher power and goodness in the world and, and accepting whoever came into our world. And I think like that really, you know, requires a new level of just how you show up and, and, and it just, it's, it touches others naturally. Well, thank you for sharing that, that uh, story about your birth. I had no idea. I knew you recently had another child, but I didn't realize it was at the beginning of the pandemic. That's really amazing. So that's also a testament to what it is to have a, a faith, right? Mm -hmm. um, when you believe in something, it changes. Well, it, it supports you and anything you do and any event that occurs in life. And there's a word that came up when you guys were all speaking called about um, the way you're being and how that impacts the world. Now, I know that uh, Asya and Sawash have read the book of being um, the ultimate coach. And Eva, you are in the ultimate coach group mm -hmm. in LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you had a chance to read the book, though, because I think it was just available in South Africa recently. Did you get a copy? Yes, not yet. I'm still about to, to get it. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, it's on audio too. So I don't know if you've okay. had a chance to, yeah, I'll mm -hmm. send you the link for that. So that's like- I think you did. I will check it out, uh, but I think you did send me the link. Oh, it's okay. just I was still reading another book, so oh, okay. I wanted yeah. to finish that one. That happens. But yes. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I can't wait to read it. it re and I see the, you know, the how people are connecting in the group. It's very interactive, very interesting. So I'm very excited. I can't wait to get the book. Yeah, um, because of the book, the good news is I was able to finally meet Sawash in person. Um, oh. Yeah, I, you came out to Arizona. I still haven't met Asia, and um, I'm not coming to London because it's you know that's like Eid weekend. I can't travel. <laughs> well, I could. I'd have to bring my entire family, so that would be like you know a lot. But um, I, I'm bringing that up really because two things. Steve Hardison um, texted me because he was like, "I can't get in. I want to see. You know, I want to be part of the discussion." I'm like, uh well, you know, I'm a little bit delayed, so you're going to have to watch the recording. And the other thing is, you know, um, adding, I would say it's adding for me anyway, and, and all of you, you know, take your turns however you want um, mm -hmm. and speak to this. But like, um, that's what really helped me be more congruent. I was thinking, I was really looking at who I was being. And, mm -hmm. um, and so I just stepped more into uh sharing my stories, you know, as a Muslim and uh, what that looks like inside the community, outside the community. And, um, and also how we can be different and change the collective consciousness, which is the mm -hmm. whole premise of the Free to Be show, right? Because I believe that if you collectively believe something you can you can change the status quo um you know people believe that they have to go for brexit or against it or for xenophobia or against it but there's there's another way you can believe what you you know what's in your heart and whatever's mm -hmm. true for you and and you can live that life and you just find your tribe like i did all of you 
and all of my guests that I've ever had on the show, you know, who want to move towards moving that paradigm and changing the collective consciousness towards just love and joy. Yes. Yes. No, I think that's beautiful. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. Well, it's, it's interesting to see how COVID gathered us, but in a way it also kind of, destroyed us a little bit you know i think it's like the opposite attract but it's it's just the way i see it because you see the same way everyone was together because it's like we were all fighting against that evil thing that came in you know on earth and we don't know where it's coming from and everyone is like ah, oh, how we will survive and you know for a moment because we were all you know uh confined and we were all looking for you know, a little bit of warmth from everyone. So we find comfort through internet, you know, through uh, Facebook and everything. And we became like one. But at the same time, we are so divided at the moment. Because when you look around the world, it's like there is a pike in extremism, you know, like in <sighs> seeing the differences rather than seeing what put us together, you know, and this is very sad because I, you know, I don't do politics in general because I find it very, um, for me, as a, because I'm very emotional, <laughs> I find it sometimes too rough, you know, for me. But like I see, for example, now the elections in France, do you see the two main, you know, personal, the two main persons now on the lead? So you have uh, someone a little bit in the center, and then you have someone who is completely to, in the right. And that means that there will be, there is a division in France now. You see, the people who want maybe a little bit more of only nationalism and others who need more of, you know, like a, uni like a gathering of different, uh, um, different groups, different political groups, but it shows that there is there is a division. Even in the United States, Cordelia, you are in the, the United States, we hear of what is happening, you know, and like how black people are being uh, uh, ostracized and uh, they are scared for their lives. And it's not just there. I think it's everywhere in the world. Where is that coming from? You know, it's like if by being scared of COVID and buying, by being separated from one another, then something was broken as well, you know, or maybe it was there, but it was like covered, you know, it was, I don't know, I do not understand, but it's very sad because I also believe like you that um, by changing our perspective and the way we look at things, we can really uh, achieve a lot and I, I, I like what Asiya and Saiwash said about business because that's also how I do my business you know I believe that by being a servant leader so it means that I look at how I can serve you but literally how do I serve you how can I serve you so I offer translation services right so when you come to me I look for the best way to do your translations I will advise you on things that you, you should do as well. I will also try to accommodate you the best way I can. Sometimes people tell me, but you do so much and you do not charge that much. And I say, because I want to keep you in my network. I want you to come back to me. And because I understand the power of networking, a client that is happy will bring you 100 more clients. Rather than if you try to to get one client and you make your a fortune out of that client, then you will lose that client in the long run because you are being too expensive and you are just being selfish as well. So there as well, if every one of us was using those principles in everything they do, I think the world will be different. I really, I really do. Go 
Yeah, no, I think I think it's a I think it's a very interesting conversation. I think I think for me, you know, whether it's whether it's religion, whether it's business, I think if we want to create change in the world, you know, often we we focus first on what do we need to do and what do we need to say, right? How do I, what do I say to inspire this person? What do I say to create change? And I think, you know, I've seen over the years that, you know, while that with, with the right person, sometimes you can say the right thing, right? But more than what we say and what we do is like who we're being, is that really shifts people, right? And then and I've wrote a few things down that like when we are loving, right? Or when we're being loving, like our doing naturally becomes more loving right when we're more present with people they feel that connection rather than you know coming with an agenda so you know those things like being gentle being being kind being present and and for me you know you talked earlier about steve steve hardison right you know i met him in january and spent a bit a few hours with him in his office and you know it inspired me you know to even step up more in terms of like, you know, being that person, because for me, like he reminded me of the description that I also have of, of Muhammad, peace be upon him, right? Is that is that character? And I think that's what ultimately is, is that who we're being through character that really like has the most impact on the world around us, you know? And I think it's it starts with that. I think there's a beautiful saying i don't know it's attributed to some people say it's attributed to gandhi and some people say different people right um that you know that if you want to change the world you know you have to you know start start with your country mm. you want to change your country you have to start with your city if you want to change mm. your city start you know with with your own for example your own street and then it goes back to start with your own house right and if you want to change your families you have to start with yourself I think that's where everything shifts. What you know, when we shift to where who we're being naturally, you know, we have an impact on others through that being. And I mean, and there's so many stories, right? We we see this in every religion, and I know in the Islamic faith, there's so many stories that people that accepted that you know the Islamic faith just because of who Muhammad was being in that time. Mm. You know, so that's I think you know. That's where really I think the big shift, the big change happens, right? Mm -hmm. For some people, maybe they're then you know maybe you're listening to this and you're not getting this 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 idea of like what we're talking about, who you're being is. I think it's just focusing really more on you know we choose who we're being, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like we we have the external things and 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 I think they're also important. It's not just about sitting on the sofa and being all loving, right? That's not gonna change the world. No. But it, it's it's not just focusing on the external things like, hey, what do I need to do? What campaign do I need to run? Or, you know, what, and whether it's business or whether it's trying to change the community, right? It mm -hmm. starts always with us. And, and then every interaction from that, you know, and I think that's for me, like, it's, it's impacted my business significantly, but also my relationship with my wife has been impacted significantly i've bought so many relationship books right trying to improve my relationship but i realized that it i don't need to do that i just need to be more loving i need to be more present mm -hmm. right i need to you know be a better you know all of that it's it's already there and i think that's what what i'm seeing more and more of here is that it ultimately comes back to whatever we need it's already there it's almost like we need to all go home right we we all have that we're all whole none of us is really like broken right we have what we need in, inside already and when we can mm -hmm. actually come from that place we can help others step into that yeah. and and something that really came up is you you both avar and, and Silash were were um were speaking and, and as Cordelia kind of talked about being um my life has just been transformed by stepping into being and I, i've shared a lot about this like online but it's more than 
like the outer transformation has been great. It's, it's been, it's really elevated how I, I am in the world. But also it's it's really got me to step in. I love what Salash said about going home. I almost felt like, and I, I said this when I read the book, um, The Ultimate Coach the first time, it was like being a child again, right? It was it was just going back to that that space of of possibility of like loving it. You know, I have loads of children like ranging from uh, you know preteens to like nearly a two year old, and and if you see them like they're very young, they're very accepting, right? They're very loving. Like I used to have to like run around my little daughter because she just used to go up to everyone and wanted to have conversations and love everyone. Like, you know, to the point where the Sainsbury guy, security guy knew us and she'd go in and shake his hand and, and she was just loving to everyone. But it it was that thing as like, we've then grown up in a sense and, and decided to, to form and shape ourselves because society has said that this is acceptable and this isn't acceptable. Mm-hmm. And when you come into being, you let go of the old way and you allow the real way of you. Like it's mm-hmm. almost like taking off the mask mm-hmm. and just recognizing everything you've suppressed that mm-hmm. is your highest purpose. Everything that is, you know, divine and godly within you, and that gets you to honor yourself, honor your commitments. It gets you into being in integrity. It gets you to really speaking only what you intend, and that is good in the world. It mm-hmm. gets you to understand that actually there is nothing else if it isn't built on love. Um. And also it gets you to step into being fun. I love like the joy monger, the term. <laughs> but, but you know, that's what it is. Like, you know, being gets you to step into that fun and joy. And mm. also like, it, obviously I'm very evidently Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> You're a nun that had kids, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's also accepting that being spiritual and religious can be your north star Mm. with everything you do and and that's such a beautiful way of being because now i'm like yeah i am muslim i i live by the faith of like um you know those that faith and and those principles um and it's interesting because if you've read The Ultimate Coach, um, Steve talks a lot about Christianity, right? Yeah. And, and but how do you resonate with that? And, and I think that was when it hit that actually it's the spirituality element. It's the fact that I feel like those principles are universal. Yeah. And actually, if we look at whether it's, you know, Jesus, whether it's, you know, Abraham, whether it's, you know, Muhammad, peace be upon him. Like, if you look at any of the prophets and, and who we subscribe to, they all have the same characteristics. They all have the same personality traits. They all come from that loving, encompassing um, element of everything I just talked about. And that's what we desire, like, at the root. Um, you know, it, it's funny, like, as you were saying, uh it brings you back to your joy, you like the joy monger thing. I started doing cartwheels again, just like purely because I wanted to see if I could, you know, like um, I told my kids, I was like, you, you know what's wrong with you? You don't know, you don't know how to be spontaneous. Let's do cartwheels. They're like, mom, please, you know, like my youngest is seven, my oldest is 21. And I'm like, come on, I'll show you how to do a cartwheel. They're like, you don't know how to do a cartwheel. I was like, really? So I did like three in a row and they were like, so now I do cartwheels like everywhere I go and it, it shifts my energy. And, you know, like as I'm listening to all of you, I, I wrote this article like three years ago, I think, on LinkedIn about the, um, you know, Maslow's hierarchy um, of self-actualization. And I was talking about how it's a myth. Right. So 
I would say um, after you get your basic requirements taken care of, right? The food, taking care of your body, eating the right things, exercise, sleep, right? Then you have your faith, whatever that is, right? Your atheist, your Buddhist, your Christian Muslim. And then you have your way of being and that's self-actualization, you know? But the thing of it is many people, they, um, they don't know what their values are. And I think that's um, what having a faith, whatever you call it, you know, I'm not saying you have to be Christian or Muslim. However, you know, whatever works for you, that's, you know, knowing what your personal values are outside of your, your family, your community, or what you've been conditioned to believe will help you to choose to do cartwheels if that's what lights you up, you know, or roll downhills, which is something else I do, you know, if that's what lights you up. Um, and reveal your joy because that's coming home to you. That's who you truly are, you know. And even when I talk about my diversity, equity, and inclusion with women and being a stand, you know, for Black women in, in the professional space, it's always about coming home. And the coming home is the self awareness. And so um, that's what I'm hearing all of you say. Um, and and all of us ultimately with our values and our way of being are moving towards changing the collective consciousness through our businesses, which are our purpose. I love what you said. And you know, when I coach the girls that I coach, all the women that I coach uh, through um, She Phoenix Fan Phoenix, my nonprofit organization, I tell them that it all starts here. And then here, you know, it's all about, I like what, um, what's his name again? Uh, I forgot his name. No, I can't think of his name and I love him. He's Indian, of Indian origin. Uh, Robin Sharma, yes. I love what he says when he talks about the heart set, the soul set, the mindset, and uh, the health set. Because I believe that a lot, a lot happens through our heart set. And you were earlier talking about, um, you know, how you go back to when you were young and you can feel young again, but you cannot do it until you've healed all your emotional wounds. And I think that nowadays people, a lot of people are suffering because of what happened in the past and they do not realize that they are limited uh, in every aspect of their life because of what happened in the past because of the wounds that they have and because it is in their heart and because they are scared of going back. So being you or getting to being you means also being brave, you know, to, to face your demons because these are demons that are coming up, you know, whenever you are trying to see the light, they will come and say, ah, where are you going? I'm still here. You think you can get away from me? Uh-uh, I will be here until you chase me away. And, you know, I think that's what is causing so much trouble in relationships, in um, business, because, you know, you've got office politics. Where is the office politics coming from? Why do we even need office politics? Now I'm talking about those who work, who have normal work, because I'm an entrepreneur, so I do not do, uh, you know, nine to five works. <laughs> I do some other kinds of work and I know Siwash and Asiya know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sometimes it will be longer hours, but at least I'm in charge. You see what I mean? And I'm enjoying what I do. So I think it, 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 it depends on how we accept to make peace with whatever happened and to heal inside. And then, you know, as the healing starts, we discover who we are. And we are not scared of showing up, you know, as who we are. So I think it, it happens in layers. And as we grow, there's a different layer, you know. And now, even now, you know, as I'm so happy to be me, I'm so happy to have gone through everything I've gone through because I don't think I would be who I am today. I don't think I would have met Cordelia Gaffa or I would have met you, Cyrus and Asiya, if it was not for every single thing I went through, good or bad. And that's also part of the mindset, the heart set, the soul set, because it's all 
it all depends on the perspective that we have. And if we see things differently, if we deconstruct things and we try to see how am I going to grow out of this? Or oh, I like what Les Brown says, you know, like uh, he doesn't say I'm having a bad day. I'm having, he says, I'm having a, a character building day. You know, if you I see things that. that way. I thought I created that <laughs> phrase. Really? You yeah, stole it from yes. me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I love it, you know, because it's such a great way, different way of looking at, you know, difficult days because we all have days like that. But if you think of it, like something happens and you say, oh, man, now, okay, I'm going to learn so much today. <laughs> like, really? Yes. Or, you know, or you're like, God, really? So you thought of me today and you, you thought that Ava has to go through this to learn something. Isn't there an easiest way for me to learn? I have to suffer a little bit, you know. But you see, if you put a little bit of fun, a little bit of, oh, you know, it's just, you look for, you know, there's your silver lining, but with fun, with knowing that at the end of the day, you will grow, you would have learned something, you would have helped someone, you would have showed up for someone, and then you discover love, and then you, 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 you reap what you sow, you do, you really do at the end of the day, even, and knowing that life is made of ups and downs, that's just how life is, even if you are a saint, you will still go through difficult things in life. And, and so, we are all saints, so you know we are purified <laughs> on a, every minute. <laughs> so you know we're we're gonna have to close the show actually because I think that Suwash and Asi are about to break fast. Is that right? Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yes, I understand. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the time is coming close. That's what I thought. I was like, oops. Yeah. So I, <laughs> it's one o'clock in the afternoon for me, so I don't have to break fast for hours. But anyway, um, you know to to really uh, honor my guests. I love everything you said, Ava, and this has been a beautiful conversation. I love to close out with one word um, that you would say was the golden word, and then we finish. And you feel free to leave after you say your word if you need. Okay, so, so Ash, go ahead. One word. <laughs> Can you not make it one sentence? <laughs> no. One word This is character me. building. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I think you know. I think it's you know, it's in the title. It's it's love. Yeah. Thank you, Asia. Oh, I don't do one words, <laughs> <laughs> but um, if I had to pick something, it would be um. It's still not one word, but I'm going to cheat a little bit and say uncompromising acceptance is kind of what comes up. I was trying to say that in one word and it was... Uncompromising acceptance, unapologetic. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Wow, that's difficult. I would say... It's difficult, Cordelia. One word. <laughs> okay, I, I think I would say faith because I, I think that everything is around faith. And uh, in faith, you would have love and everything. So I would say faith. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I would say bravery. That's the word I thought you were going to say, Ava, because you said that earlier. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> but no, you see, you said one word. <laughs> So now we're all on the spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much. Asiya, thank you. And nice meeting you. I will look for you on Facebook. Same, Saiwash. And enjoy uh, your evening. And thank you so much, Cordelia. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. God, so God bless you all. Yeah, thank you so much for having us, Cordelia. I think it's been a great conversation. And I think one that isn't beautiful. had enough. Yeah, really beautiful though. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So um, for those of you watching and listening, share this with another heart and share this with another soul and allow yourself to be free until next week. Thank you for joining the conversation. Now take the time to reflect, introspect, and implement at least one action 
Be in your body, be in your soul, be in your spirit. You know, be free. Until next week. Thank you.